so many speakers and so much clapping. I thought you might have clapping fatigue by the time you got to me, so I appreciate it. So, so my job is to really see the forest for the trees here and think about the big picture, what are the commonalities across uh, the different studies, uh, and you know, what have we learnt, and then to also look forward and think about what can we do in the future, how can we improve these metrics uh, and improve our analysis and understanding of diet. So what do these price indices for nutritious diets reveal? I think first the total cost per day depends on the combination of all foods and nutrients. Uh, many economic studies, including some we've done in other projects, have looked at particular items but not thought about the substitution across foods to achieve uh, nutrient targets. We've also found the total cost uh, typically exceeds the earnings for the poorest, especially when you consider the whole household um, and different demographic groups. And uh, we found that the relative cost among uh, affordable foods varies widely across space and across time, and that influences food choice. Second, food system changes could make healthier diets more affordable for all. Uh, so I think the Ethiopia study shows that yes, wages have gone up very rapidly during this economic transformation in Ethiopia, but the cost of uh, nutritious foods has also gone up, and if that had been stable, actually there would have been much more progress on the affordability of uh, a nutritious diet. We've also found across multiple studies seasonality, typically most uh, acutely in fruits and vegetables. Um, so that's you know, a very important finding, not, very, not necessarily surprising, but the, the magnitudes of the effects really are quite large. Um, so there's you know, room to think about how can we reduce uh, the, uh, the seasonality and the cost of perishable foods in particular. Some of the studies, we would still need to explore this more, but are finding um, marked spatial variation uh, by region, by type of market. I think that's something else we need to look at. This, this finding from Malawi is very interesting that um, dietary costs are a bit lower in more remote rural areas, uh, but we might find if we go even more remote to the uh, you know, very small um, wet markets that many rural people use that actually some foods um, go up. So I think that's something we really need to uh, dig into a little bit more. Um, third, price monitoring could help guide uh, policies and programs. So there's a lot more we can do on data collection especially. Uh, Anna talked about improving the product range in Ghana. And typically what we see is uh, when we improve the product range, the diets, the, these uh, modeled least cost diets actually become more realistic. And so this sort of typical criticism of um, least cost diets in the past has been, oh, that you, you project a very unrealistic diet. But actually, when you increase this, the uh, product range of the diet, we start to find consumers actually are not too bad. Poor consumers are pretty good at minimizing the cost of the diet. It just needs some uh, tweaking at the margin. Uh, we need to improve frequency. Uh, a few studies really look at, at the, at the long-term. It would be great to understand food system change over the long run, as in Ethiopia and a little bit in India. Um, but also high-frequency data is important to get to seasonality issues, which we've already said are important. Representativeness is very important. Um, most of the countries we work in are predominantly rural, but price surveys always tend to be a, a little bit or a lot urban biased, and we really need to understand what's going on among more remote uh, rural communities if we can. And then just the quality of the, of the, of the, of the survey um, is important, not only in terms of the dimensions already mentioned, um, but in terms of uh, uh, understanding missingness, so are, are products not priced because they just weren't collected or because you know, the product simply isn't available in that market. Dissemination is really important. Um, we need to, you know, one of the goals of the project obviously is to raise the profile of um, nutritional affordability metrics 
uh, and try and get uptake from uh, from from governments and, and other agencies, and trying to get these metrics used in policy and program decision making. Um, use this data to guide interventions, for example. Um, which which food items are affordable and nutritious, but not yet being consumed, as opposed to products that uh, maybe are very nutrient dense, like eggs. Um, uh, but are just too expensive at the moment and really need food policy interventions to drive down their long-term cost. So there is so much more for Candasa and others to do. Um, some of this pertains to sort of improving the quality of the underlying data, some of it pertains to analysis, and some of it pertains to dissemination. Uh, so relatively few um, developing countries have official dietary guidelines, as in the uh, India example. Um, and we also need, you know, those dietary guidelines to be tailored to different um, demographic groups, right? To, to pregnant women, lactating women, to, to young children, and so on. And so, you know, that would help improve nutritional knowledge, but also give countries, um, you know, realistic targets. We do need to refine the cost of nutrient uh, adequacy with um, more on food composition and issues related to things like anti-nutrients. Um, so there's, you know, there's more technical work to be done on that front, but I think we've made a good start. Uh, we need to improve price information. As, as I mentioned, it's very important to improve the diversity of foods, um, uh, the locations, and the time period. We also need to expand the, um, the analysis to consider things that are the cost of unhealthy foods in patterns. So Anna showed this great photo with a bunch of processed foods um, in the background, and that transformation is happening uh, throughout the developing world. And it would be very useful to measure trends in healthy foods and unhealthy foods um, in, in, in the same framework. I think the use of um, wage and income data is novel and very important and something that's probably not done enough um, with um, food least cost um, an analyses. Um, the wage data is really nice because of its high frequency and that, that those wage series are collected with the food price data uh, in both India and Ethiopia. So they're collected in the same markets um, and they really do give a very good um, uh, picture of affordability. And there's some subtleties there because um, food prices affect wages and wages affect food prices. So it's not something where you, know, you want to measure high frequency data and then say take incomes from a survey elsewhere. It's very important to have high frequency wage data too because especially in rural areas there's also seasonality in wages. And I should just add, um, you know, many countries don't really um, collect wages or use the data when they do collect it. Um, we want to um, compare least cost diets to actual diets. So we're not always saying that the least cost diet you know, is the diet that people should be um, uh, consuming. Obviously, we want to, um, you know, people to consume a, a realistic diet, but we tend to find that you know, when we measure more products, that the diets become, um, the least cost diets become more realistic, but we also want to understand divergence. So for example, in Ethiopian results we didn't show, um, the recommended diet uh, recommends a lot more dairy intake than what the average Ethiopian household uh, is consuming, uh, as well as egg intake. We want to analyze the uh, impacts of local production, storage, and trade on diet costs. So one of the goals here is to actually understand food markets better. And I think surprisingly, as, as speaking as an economist, we actually don't really do enough to understand uh, markets. We do so much work with household survey data and so on. Uh, but we really need to un understand markets and you know, not just cereal markets, but uh, markets for nutrient-dense, non-stable foods. And we need to analyze the impact of diet costs on nutrition and health outcomes. Um, so do these dietary metrics matter? Do they explain uh, some of the nutrition outcomes we observe in developing countries? 
And then finally, and perhaps most importantly, we need to encourage uptake of nutritious food price indices. As has been mentioned by Will and Anna, every national statistical agency in the world collects food price data. Uh, Will and I have been working with the International Comparison Program at the World Bank to calculate least, least cost diets for a single year for 2011 um, for almost uh, you know, every country on earth. Um, but we don't have high frequency data from all these countries. So uh, our utopia in this project is that you know, almost every country in the world is, is using their um, consumer price data to uh, monitor um, the cost of a nutritious diet. Many agricultural and food agencies also collect food price data, uh, usually called uh, agricultural marketing data. And that data too could be used to uh, monitor nutritious diets. And throughout the world, almost all of these agencies, none of them really uh, measure and monitor the cost of nutrition. So how do we catalyze that change? Um, capacity strengthening projects, um, such as Candasa and such as the efforts that were described in, in, in Ghana by Daniel. Um, institutional collaborations, um, we think these nutrition price indices are a great way to get nutrition and health ministries, to talk to agricultural ministries, to talk to national statistical agencies and work together. And these could also be coordinated through uh, institutions such as the Sun Movement and uh, national multi-sectoral nutrition strategies. And finally, we have to make uh, this price data publicly available. All the, this data is collected everywhere in the world, but relatively few countries post their data online. And in this project, we've had uh, hits and misses in terms of being able to, to access data. So I'll leave it there and turn over back to Rajul.